This is the EWN Podcast Network. Welcome to Late Boomers, our podcast guide to creating your third act with style, power, and impact. Hi, I'm Kathy Worthington. And I'm Mary Elkins. Join us as we bring you conversations with successful entrepreneurs, entertainers, and people with vision who are making a difference in the world. Everyone has a story, and we'll take you along for the ride on each interview, recounting the journey our guests have taken to get where they are, inspiring you to create your own path to success. Let's get started. Hello, I'm Kathy Worthington. Welcome to Late Boomers. Today, Mary and I are going to tell you all about our travels during the holidays. And I'm Mary Elkins. I find that people travel for so many different reasons, and they get different experiences out of it. I'm always curious why people go where they go. So, Kathy, I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Well, I think for each place I go, there might be a different reason or different maybe because of the people you're going with or like the first place I went during December was a road trip to Paso Robles, California, which for people who don't know the state is kind of considered central California. But if you look at the map, I guess it would fall closer to the Southern part, but it's halfway between halfway between LA and San Francisco. So I did a road trip with uh, my daughter and son-in-law and my son-in-law's mom, who's like a sister to me, we're all close friends, and we did, and we took our dog, my dog Ringo, and we did one of the highlights of the trip for sure. We got a cute little rural Air, Airbnb way out in the country, and but near, very near all the good wineries on the west side of town, and mm. we did a wine tasting tour. We had a Mercedes limo, very luxurious, pick us up. It's a company called SLO Safe Ride that does the wine tasting tours. You have to plan your own itinerary. You have uh-huh. to book all your winery reservations ahead of time. And But it was dog friendly so we could bring Ringo and he could go to the wineries because all the wineries have the tasting and the food and everything outdoors. So it was brisk out but clear weather. It was beautiful. We visited first the Justin Winery. I love their wines and what a beautiful setting. Tell but me. Then we went to Dow Winery and that is the one not to miss because you, you're not going there specifically for the wines, but for the most beautiful place, one of the most beautiful places you can go anywhere. It has more than a 180 degree view. You're on top of a mountain. You wouldn't even believe it's there. It's so close to the town of Paso Robles. It's on top of a a mountain. It's so beautiful. They've done Mm. a beautiful um, uh, landscaping area all outside to sit out with tables and chairs looking at the view. And it's just not to be missed. And then mm-hmm. the third place we went, you can only squeeze three wineries in in a five-hour tour because you got to drive to them. Yeah. And, and I picked I picked ones that weren't too far, but still you're winding on some roads and stuff to Justin is kind of a windy road. And so the last one we went was a more like family, family-run, family-owned, family-on-site where they have a bulldog on site and a bunch of cats. So they warn you when you're coming 
with a dog that they have a dog off leash that's friendly and you can only come with your dog if your dog's friendly. They warn you ahead mm-hmm. of time. It's called Did you Whale bring Bob. Ringo? Oh, yeah. He came on the whole trip. He came on the tour. He was a gentleman in the limo. And he went under the table at each tasting. He was a good boy. And then one of the days we lunched and tasted at another winery called Tooth and Nail, which is built like a castle. It has Ooh. a moat around it, and you walk across a big drawbridge drawbridge entry kind of thing. And it, it's the architecture you go there for. It's really fun. And they have some beautiful space inside. They do a lot of weddings there and stuff. Mm. And um, and then the restaurant scene in Paso Robles has gotten really amazing. We read about on the way up, but did not visit. They now have a Michelin star restaurant. I just wow. don't know where that is because my sister, my son-in-law's mother was reading about it. And I don't know. We never ended up seeing that one. But I always have to visit the restaurant BL Brasserie, which is Bistro Laurent. Uh, Laurent is the owner chef and he's brilliant and it's all French food. It's a gorgeous place. We did Christmas Eve there. And oh, fun. fun. What did you have? What, what was your dinner? I, I had duck because <laughs> I always get yes. duck if they have it. And it wasn't even on the menu, but they had it. And Whoa. so I, I was glad I asked. But the night before, there was a real fun restaurant that I always like to visit in Templeton. Templeton is a little little teeny tiny uh, rustic town that's preserved. In other words, they won't let a McDonald's go in or anything that ruins the, the businesses that are in there have to be in the original old buildings. So that's called McPhee's Grill in Templeton. And we did discover that the wine prices there were really inexpensive. Like, for instance, you would pay this. We were paying the same for a bottle of Austin Hope Cabernet, which is my current favorite Cabernet. And it was the same price as you would pay for that bottle at Costco. And restaurants usually really? have like a massive markup. So I thought that was a massive. great deal. And then mm. we did have another kind of somber vision. Uh, reason for visiting Paso Robles. My husband and I built a ranch there, as you know, Mary, that we had for 20 years. And since it was on the market, we got permission to go on site to sprinkle my husband's ashes on site at the ranch. And we picked several different trees and we played a little music and just went as a family and did that. And um, it was a little melancholy, but Really, it, it was perfect for him because we bought that land, uh, raw land, in 1981, and we built that ranch. And so um, oh. we, we sold it 20, 20 years ago, but still, it was our place. We, we put all the buildings on it that are there and, you know, raised horses. I know you had an observatory there, too. Yeah, an observatory on the top floor of the house still there, of course, because mm-hmm. once you've built a, a roof that opens up, you won't be remodeling that, I don't think. So that was my wonderful road trip to Paso Robles. It was four nights. It was just perfect to be with family over Christmas. And now, yeah. Mary, I wanted to ask you about some of your reasons for traveling and what you did on your vacation. Yeah, I had an amazing trip to Europe. And for me, it was great. For me, and I think for most people, there was that 
time where we all stayed close to home after, well, during the height of the pandemic, and I was ready for a new adventure, and I wanted to do something I had never, ever done before. So I thought, what was on my bucket list? And two of the cities that I went to, Budapest and Prague, were on my bucket list. As, uh-huh. well, as well as a, a river cruise, and I had never done a river cruise. So I booked the Christmas market cruise with AMA Waterways, that's AMA. And AMA's based uh-huh. in, in California, so technically I could pick up the phone and, from here in Los Angeles and give them a, a local call. And this trip started in Budapest in Hungary, and then it went to Bratislava in Slovakia, and then Vienna, Weissenkirchen, and Melk and Linz in Austria, and Passau and Wilshofen and Regensburg in Germany. And then I took a motor coach to the Czech Republic. But each place had its charm and its beauty. The architecture of every village and city was extraordinary. Um, in Budapest, I have to say one thing about Budapest. It was cold and it was gloomy and rainy, but the architecture is magnificent. Budapest is known for its spas, but because of the pandemic, I wasn't about to book any time in a spa. And I was I was yeah. only there for like a day and a half because the thing about river cruises is you touch on each place and you get a day or maybe two in each yeah. place and then you move sure. on. But um, I've always wanted but, to go to um, Vienna. And oh, Vienna! I want to go love, back did you because love I. Vienna? I I love Vienna. Always have loved surface. Vienna. Well, I went to a concert in Vienna, and oh, this, classical it, or what? It was it was well Mozart and Strauss. It was very Viennese. Yeah, and um, and it was it was amazing because the lead violinist was an acrobat with his fingers. He just he that <laughs> violin. The way he played it was amazing. And also they had opera singers come out and sing with them and, and dancers. So that was a real highlight of my trip. Um, and also the food in Hungary in Budapest was outrageously good. I went to this fabulous restaurant called the Parisi Passage, where it's modeled after the French passageways that go from one street to another, the indoor passageways, and that's Art Nouveau. And dinner was joined by a soft saxophone and a guitar playing beautiful music. And then um, then from, and also another restaurant I went to in Budapest was called the New York Cafe. And it's this <laughs> gorgeous cafe that I, I it, it wasn't anything like I've been to in New York, but it was like a place so I had been in France. How strange, strange yeah. they called it that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I actually don't know the history to it, and I have to read up on that. But um, it's absolutely gorgeous. And then um, from Budapest, I went to Bratislava and I'd never been to Slovakia, and that was great fun. And I got lost on the streets there and walked around and had a great time shopping. And then, of course, Vienna and um, Weisskirchen and Melk. Melk has an abbey there that is was built in, the, oh, geez, I think before the 1400s, and it had never been destroyed. And it, it's 
uh, there's m- as much gold in there, I think, as there is in the Vatican. It was just beautiful. <laughs> wow. And and then, uh, of course, every city had its Christmas markets. And we went the... We went as a group from the cruise, and we went shopping. And they had they served wine, and and you, you shop for the crafts of the area, and um, then pass on Vilshofen and Regensburg. Um, and then I just I find traveling is just a great way to discover new places and meet new people. And you know, after my husband died, and then my dog died, I decided I didn't want to be home for Christmas, and I think. Most people who travel alone will always make friends along the way, and I did on the cruise. But also, I wanted to know whom I had become in these last two years, and it was a great way to meet myself as well as meet new people. So, Kathy, tell me what you did. I know you went away after New Year's. Yeah, and I kind of had a similar type of motivation. Since my husband had passed away, I decided to do something on my own that we used to do together, which is go to New York City. Because I love New York City and I hadn't been in many years. And I we used to go all the time. And my favorite thing to do is go see Broadway shows. And mm. I have a friend that lives near in Connecticut and he could meet me. And I have a friend who lives in the city of New York and he met me for a couple things. And my friend who was coming in from Connecticut said, oh, you got to stay at this little boutique hotel on 36th Street and 9th Avenue, which is called Stay Pineapple, which is the funniest. It's called Stay Pineapple, comma, an artful hotel. So all of their- It's such a funny name. Even if if you put it in the taxi or the limo or anything, it comes up, comma, an artful hotel. It's very funny. Their branding is really clear. And when you check in, the rooms are really tiny, but so clean. And it's so arty. It's really artsy. Like the- the bathroom is teeny tiny, but the sink has a gorgeous multicolored glass bowl. Everything is very artsy, very pretty. Mm. And they put a little toy dog on your bed. And uh, they Aww. say you can adopt him and bring him home if you want, or you can follow him on Instagram. And, um, <laughs> and it's, did it, you? It was, I did, I had, no, I had, I didn't bring him home. You can adopt him for $25, but I I decided not to adopt him. I I have a lot of dog toys here. I should have brought him for my dog Ringo to play with. But um, I walked all over the city, which is kind of like what you did with the strange cities. But for me, it was kind of like coming home. I was walking around, seeing what was different in the city and walking into the New York Public Library. This is a gorgeous Mm. building and they happen to have a Virginia Woolf exhibit. So I went to that. And Whoa. then um, I walked. Uh, uh, I walked a lot the first day, and the Rockefeller Center Christmas tree was still up, uh, but all the Saks windows were all put away. There weren't any Saks Fifth Avenue windows to see. I wanted to see hmm. those close up, but they were put away. I saw four Broadway shows in four days, which is pretty typical for me. I have been known to see uh, more one more than that if I do a matinee and an evening on the same day. I didn't do that. But I also saw a cabaret show with my friend Larry at 54 Below, which is a real cute club. And But the first first night I was there was the highlight because I saw Hugh Jackman, my total idol, my favorite performer, 
we got to get him for our podcast one day. That's my dream. <laughs> and he was with Sutton Foster. I'll go for that. Yeah, they were starring it together in Music Man. It was a fabulous production. Like, I couldn't even dream that the production could be that good of such an old show. But when you make it fresh and, and have somebody like Hugh playing the lead, he's just incredibly charming. It blew my mind. And then my friend Larry mm -hmm. came in from Connecticut, and we went to see MJ, which is Michael Jackson, all Michael Jackson music. Larry and I didn't love it. The people who attend it love it. The box office is going berserk. But it's just that I knew Michael Jackson and I didn't, they didn't warm it up. They didn't really tell the story of Michael Jackson. He has so much more going than what they mentioned. So it's done like a bio, but it's not really very biographical in a way because there's so much left out. But anyway, on to the next night, I saw Leah Michelle in Funny Girl. And she's born to play that role. Oh, my God. It was a fabulous sure, reaction. Yeah. There, but, and you know what she's done for Broadway? When I went to the bathroom at intermission and the line for the ladies' room was snaking back and forth like a ride at Disneyland, everybody <laughs> in that line was in their 20s and 30s. And I thought, these are not usually the people who buy tickets to Broadway. But those <clears> are <throat> Leah Michelle's fans. Instead of all the gray-haired people... All the women that were there were really young because Leah Michelle has all these young fans from all her years yeah. on Glee. But she was born to play that Fanny Bryce part. And then the next day, I, I was going to have breakfast with my friend Fred, and I discovered that Into the Woods was playing. So we kind of cut our short our trip to the Metropolitan Museum very short. And I grabbed a ticket at the box office right before showtime and saw Into the Woods. I and had you liked some it? of my. I, yeah, I loved it. I had some meals alone, which is interesting when you travel alone. When you're not mm -hmm. on a cruise where you're sitting with other people, you are right. at your table alone, which enables you to eavesdrop on other people if you can. It's kind of interesting to see what people are ordering and see what people are doing and see who's with other people, which is all stuff that you wouldn't notice if you're with your friends. And right. I had some meals with Larry and Fred and, you know, I had some real fun times and um, I had great weather and I had no trouble getting cabs. So really I had a very easy trip. My flights were on time, but boy, for people that haven't been to New York, it's an exciting place, but there are so many people. So even when you're coming from LA yeah. and you're used to traffic jams or whatever, you have never seen so many people walking on the sidewalk. You can barely yeah. move on any street. You walk up 8th Avenue, you walk on 5th Avenue, you walk on Avenue of the Americas, everything was mobbed. And I went to Central Park. I just had a really good time. And so yeah. everybody should DM me on Instagram if you want some suggestions for fun things to do. <laughs> I'm a fountain of knowledge. But Mary, tell me yes. more about, tell me more about, you know, what you discovered on your river cruise or what you thought was a, a big highlight for you. Oh, I had, there were so many highlights. The cruise itself was a highlight. It had fabulous tell service. About, tell us about the boat itself. It, it's, a, it's actually, I had seen that boat. We, we docked near the other boats from some of the other cruises. And the AMA boat that I was on was the only one that I saw that had actual balconies that you could go and sit on and, mm -hmm. or stand on and, and look at the view as you're, cruising oh. by 
Um, yeah, I love that. It had, I had a wonderful room. It had both a balcony and a big and a big window. And every night they put a chocolate on my pillow. I had a king size bed and a big bathroom <laughs> with a beautiful shower. And it was it was very, very comfortable. We had a waiter. <laughs> I sat at the same table every night because I made a friend. Her name's Brenda and she lives in Dallas. And we sat at the same table every night because we had the same waiter and he was from Romania, which is basically Transylvania. And I swear he talked just like Dracula, but he would give us, if we wanted two Hopefully meals. he didn't serve you blood. <laughs> no, but what he did do is if we wanted two desserts, we got it. If we wanted two entrees, we got it. I mean, it was. Uh, Plenty of wine. Was, Oh, we had wine. Uh, it was just amazing. And on the boat, they, um, because it was a Christmas cruise, they had a Christmas tree and they had a Hanukkah decoration because it was both holidays were, the, were celebrated. And so they had Santa come and Santa gave us all gifts. And one night we had a a, um, a Christmas tree decorating party in the in the lounge where we had live music and we all sang carols and we danced. We had a fabulous time. And on the roof of the of the boat, they had a track that if you walked around sixteen times, you uh, had walked a mile. So I I got up to twelve one night, but it was so cold for the most part, especially in uh, in Budapest and going towards Vienna. Especially it was really if you're doing cold. it at night. You were walking well, on the deck at night on the top. Yeah. Yeah. Usually and it was is before that when the boat is moving or not? Either, both. You could do both. They had a yeah. um they had a swimming pool up there <laughs> that you had to be Swedish to to go into. The pool itself was warm, I guess. I didn't even put my toe in because it was it was really cold. And then um but but the the <laughs> boat itself was just great and there were not that many people on it. Maybe under 200, maybe 130, 140. I think they must mm -hmm. have had um, a crew member for every, and that includes all of the, you know, the the people who were the boat crew as well as the servers and and everybody oh, yeah, on the sure. crew. But um, they must yeah. have had one per person. But the, so the boat was, it was beautiful. Uh, and it, there was an elevator, which I never took because after eating so much, <laughs> which you do on a cruise, because they had breakfast, they had dinner, they had they had cocktails before dinner, they had where they served food and drink, and then they had, of course, so after dinner. And if and if you wanted a lunch, you were probably off the boat walking around. We were off the boat in a town, yeah. And then you guys would right. find a restaurant. Um, would you go together yeah. with other people? Yeah. Uh, walk, yeah. Walk around but with other people or just your friend we Brenda? We walked or what? everywhere. There were very few. They, there were in Budapest, we did do a bus tour off the boat, but for the most part, we got right off the boat in the freezing cold in our gloves and our hats. And I had to buy a fur hat. Well, fake fur hat in. Um, in you had in, to. I love it. I did. Well, it was so cold. <laughs> That sure I had to buy. A hat. I did bring a hat. I think I but lost my hat on my New York trip. I think on the last day I lost it. 
I don't think I got home with my hat, but it wasn't fur. But well, it was uh, so cold. And and we I had I actually brought gloves, but I had to bring other gloves. I brought hand warmers, the kind you wear in your gloves when you go skiing. Oh, so, good. But but it was it was really um, really a fun trip. I have to say, uh, I did talk about the food and the restaurants in Budapest. We also did a very interesting tour in Budapest, which was a tour of the Roman ruins, and. That was uh, very educational because I really was not aware that the Romans had had settled in Budapest at one time, way back when. Wow, they were everywhere in Europe. They were, but All they were not Europe. in Prague. They were not in Prague, but they were in Budapest. And these ruins were, for the most part, stones on the ground. But then they did have a house that they had reconstructed that would have been the kind of place that the Romans lived in. And of course they had aqueducts that were built there and irrigation and they were very, very advanced society. But um, also in Slovakia, I loved shopping there. They had some very high end shops on some streets there. I just love to get lost in these towns. Um, Well, I'm glad you didn't really get lost. You came back to us. (laughs) <laughs> no, I call it I call it wandering. <laughs> um, yeah. I just wandered Luckily, down the you street. always always found your way back to the boat. I eventually. always found my way back. I have to say the biggest highlight of my trip was Prague. Um, maybe maybe because the weather was warmer and um, I just wandered on the streets there. But we should say you can't get to Prague from the boat. You took a oh yeah a, we took a, a motor co- I did say yeah, we, we took coach. a motor coach there it's about yeah. a five hour drive from the Danube um, ah. so it it was a drive and on the way there uh, we stopped in Regensburg and I which is Germany and I did a little wandering there and I walked down a street and that had antique stores and antique jewelry stores and I walked into an antique jewelry store and I tried on some beautiful Victorian pearl and amethyst earrings which I didn't buy maybe I should were they trying to get you to buy them were they pushy about it a little no, bit not push not pushy at all they're letting not you put them on <laughs> well yeah <laughs> but uh, they weren't Sounds pushy like they at were all very nice they were, I have to say, the Czech people and the Slovakian people, well, the Slovaks, I'm not sure what they call themselves now, I should find out. But um, I loved uh-huh. them. They were, they had so much joy. I really liked the atmosphere, the feel of both towns, um, even though one is, they're split up with, you know, the Czech Republic and, and Slovakia. But uh, they had, I just felt their sense of humor and I just really, really enjoyed being there. I did do something in Prague because Prague was not bombed in World War II. So all the buildings in the old town are still standing that have been there for centuries. And I took a tour of the Jewish area there, which during World War II, um, 77,000 Jews were rounded up and taken to the gas chambers. But um, And normally a ghetto is the poorest area of town. Now it's the wealthiest, most expensive part of town. But all of the synagogues 
that were there then are still standing. And I went into a couple. One is the Sephardic or Spanish temple, absolutely beautiful, with gold and a huge organ and lots of wood and very and lit beautifully. And they have glass um, display cases that have the stories of a lot of the Jews that lived there. And many had enlisted in the army to fight the Germans, which I found interesting. And then there was one of the oldest temples in the world, also in Prague. Um, and on that part of that temple, they had built a modern um complex, very small one, like a small adjunct building. And on the walls there, they have the names of all 77,000 people that had died. Wow! And that was, that was really interesting for me. And then there's a graveyard attached to it that um, I, uh, I would have, I didn't take pictures of because my camera had died <laughs> in oh. my phone. Boohoo. But anyway, oh. um, mm. But that was so interesting. And then um, also, I um, there were just so many highlights to this trip. Wine tasting in one of the smaller towns where apricot is is uh, one of their main staples. And so they we test tested and tasted so all kinds of wine? apricot wines and oh, uh, apricot <laughs> schnapps in the morning. <laughs> Why so, not? Yeah, sounds yeah. beautiful. Yeah, so it sounds like you wandered the streets of New York too. Did you? I did. I did. I stopped at Magnolia Bakery and got banana pudding Ooh. to go, their specialty. And yeah, Ooh. I took a picture with the Rockefeller Christmas tree. I'll put it on Instagram very soon. And um, so, should we wind up? And do we feel like we've covered a lot of our travels? Travels, not travels, travels and happiness and discoveries. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there was so much more, I'm sure, that both of us can talk about. But that'll be another time. I think if we just allow ourselves to wander, there are so many discoveries that we can make in the world. And even at home, just take a little drive or a walk and look at your neighborhood and look for something new. And I think it'll make for a much richer life. There you go. Thank you. Words of wisdom. And one of these days, Mary and I are going to do the Late Boomers podcast from Paris. Yes. One of these days, that's on our bucket list. And we want to remind our listeners to follow us on Instagram, at Late Boomers, and at I am Kathy Worthington, and at I am Mary Elkins. And please now, remember to Go on YouTube and subscribe to our new YouTube channel, Late Boomers, where you can see us on video now. This is all going to be on visual. We hope our podcast content is bringing you joy and inspiring you. And you can write to us on our website, lateboomers.biz, B-I-Z. Thanks so much for listening. And please subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform. Thanks, Mary. It's been a lot of fun. Thank you, Kathy. Thank you for joining us on Late Boomers, the podcast that is your guide to creating a third act with style, power, and impact. Please visit our website and get in touch with us at lateboomers.biz. 
If you would like to listen to or download other episodes of Late Boomers, go to EWNpodcastnetwork.com. This podcast is also available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and most other major podcast sites. We hope you make use of the wisdom you've gained here and that you enjoy a successful third act with your own style, power, and impact.